Well, my friends, today um, in our gospel passage from the beginning of John's gospel, we um, hear this, this beautiful scene of our Lord's encounter with these two disciples and then eventually bringing St. Peter into the mix. Uh, and that this could be a good thing for us to reflect upon with our own path of discipleship and how we're called to be real, intentional disciples of our Lord. This call of the Lord um, to uh, St. John and St. Andrew, we know these two to be, are, um, is something that we should each kind of resonate with and reflect upon and regularly, um, even multiple times a year, go back, pray with this passage, and see how we're doing um, with our invitation to come and see, to follow the Lord. So John the Baptist points out Jesus as he's passing by, behold the Lamb of God, and John and Andrew. So John and Andrew are those two up there on either side of the speaker. John the evangelist and St. Andrew is just on the other side of him. John and Andrew follow, they begin following our Lord. And they, um, and you get the sense that they're kind of following at a distance, right? They are, um, they're kind of stalking him, if you will. Um, and you just get this sense of like, they, they don't want to bother him. They don't know what to do. So they're just kind of walking along. And, you know, that could be a lot of us. That we are just kind of, we, we're really not sure what's going on. We're just kind of following our Lord at a distance. We're maybe stalking him a little bit. But like, we're just trying to not bother anyone. We're trying to not say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing, make any mistakes. We're not exactly sure what our line of approach is going to be. So let's just stay back far enough and not mess up. And then Jesus doesn't go for that. That's not how he wants disciples. That's not what he wants for us, this following at a distance. Rather, he turns to them and he says, what are you looking for? What are you looking for? What are you guys doing? Following me, stalking me. Like, what are you, what are you looking for? And that is a question that he needs to ask us, that we need to allow the Lord to ask us that very same question. You, what, why are you here today? What are you doing here today? What are you looking for in being Catholic? What are you looking for in coming to Mass, even when there's not a Sunday obligation? What are you looking for? What do you want? Why are you following him? What's going on? And again, I, lo- I love the disciples, especially in John's Gospel sometimes. They're just like, you get the sense of like, they don't know what to say there. Like, they're, they're stalking this guy. And then he's like, what are you looking for? What do you want? Right? And, um, oh, where are you staying? Right? Where, where are you? It's this encounter with the Lord. But it's like, where are you staying? Because um, they're all around Jerusalem. What hotel are you at? Right? Where are you staying? But it also has a deeper implication. Where do you, in the Greek, remain? Lord, where do you remain? That we want stability in our relationship with the Lord. And so when he asks us, what are you looking for? It's not enough just to be an anonymous follower of our Lord, a faceless person in a sea of people in church. Rather, he wants that personal encounter. What are you looking for? And we may want to say, Lord, where do we find stability with you? Where do we find you, you being our, our rock of surety? Where do we find that with you? Where do you remain? That's not just a passing thing. That's not something that's just going to come and go and it'll be a little fad in our life. Rather, we want that deep and lasting relationship. Lord, where are you staying? Where do you remain? And Jesus says, his invitation, come and you will see. Come and see. The Christian life can only be lived. We could talk, talk, talk all we want. We can think about it. We could read books about it. But look, until you do it, it doesn't make any sense. It's insufficient until we start doing it. 
until we start living it. We have to live our life of discipleship. We have to actually take it seriously. Jesus doesn't say, oh, I'm, I'm over there. Like, here's some directive. Yeah, it's a nice place. Let's make some. No, come on, let's go. Come and you will see. It's an invitation. Come and see. Come and say, live it. We're not going to just talk about it. We're going to do it. And when we are taking steps from faceless, anonymous, uninvolved stalkers of our Lord to really being intentional, loving disciples, we need that invitation to just do it, to just start living a life of radical discipleship, to start really living deeply in love with our Lord, to follow that plan of life that we talked about back last year, um, to have times of prayer, the rosary, reading scriptures, to live lives of charity, mercy, justice. Just do it. We need to come and see, experience it. The Catholic life, when it's lived and it's lived to its full, there's no argument for that. And people, as they start living it more and more, they say like, yeah, there was a lot here. Arguments about it. Again, books, articles, discussions, and Facebook threads, right? That doesn't capture any of it. The only way to actually know what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ is to come and see, to actually walk with him, to stay with him, and to commit to him, to really be willing to follow him even when we are unsure or uncertain, but to really commit to him. You see, there's a detail here. John, the evangelist who's writing this, was one of those two. And he says that they went and saw where he was staying. They went and stayed with him that day. It was about four in the afternoon, right? So picture you're in a world without uh, electric lights or gas lights or anything like that. If you're going to go over someone's house at four in the afternoon, you're pretty much committing to staying with them because once it gets dark, you're not going out, right? And we know around here, depending on what time of year it was there, we know around here around four o'clock, it's already getting dark, right? So it's about the 10th hour. It's about four in the afternoon. And so they're going to follow him without a safety net without a backup plan, without getting like, oh, no, all right, we're going to make our, um, we're going to make our exit. They don't really have, we, they have to commit to him. And we too, we have to commit to our Lord. We have to come and see, but we have to be willing to actually buy in, to actually be pot committed, um, to be really into it 100% and not have an escape route or a backup plan. When we come and see, we have to commit. It's about the the, four, the 10th hour, four in the afternoon. There's no backup plan for our Lord. We got to be all in on him. We got to be totally willing, following his invitation to go with him um, wherever it leads, to really be bought in with him. And then what do we hear? That after staying with him all the rest of that day and that night, Andrew um, goes and he finds his brother, Peter, Simon Peter, and um, says... We have found the Messiah. Like that, it took one day. It took one night, actually. We found the Messiah, which is translated Christ. And then he brought his brother to Jesus. So when we have this encounter with our Lord, when we decide we're not going to be anonymous anymore, but we're really going to buy in, we're going to have that encounter. We're going to let our Lord invite us to come and see, and then we're going to go stay with him. We're going to encounter him as the Messiah. We're going to walk the way, and we're going to realize who he is then it's not enough for it to end with us. Rather, we need spiritual multiplication. We need to go out 
and spread the gospel. We need to go and bring it to more and more people. But we will talk next week about those who are called to step away from the ordinary things of the world and be more dedicated, um, more radically dedicated in this way. But today, for each of us called to apostolate, every single Catholic is called to spread the gospel. That's actually the sacrament of confirmation empowers us for being part of the mission. You're not a full Catholic until you're part of the mission. And that's the grace we receive in confirmation, to be part of the mission of spreading the gospel. So if you've been confirmed, you're there to go spread the gospel. You're called to go and be part of the mission. But who does Andrew go find? He doesn't say, oh, I'm going to go I'm gonna go post about this, right? Or I'm going go, to go to some far off land. Not yet. No, no. He goes to his brother. He finds his brother, Simon. Uh, and, and he goes and tells him, we found the Messiah. In our lives of apostles, you see, this is the thing. When you consider every baptized and confirmed Catholic is called to apostolate, who are you called to do that apostolate with? Don't think of it as some, again, anonymous, you know, person, some far off place. Go tell your family and tell them the personal story. They don't say, hey, Simon, like in the Old Testament, no, no, we found the Messiah. We found him. I found him. I found Jesus Christ. I found him and he changed my life. We need to be willing to tell our personal story of conversion, of discipleship, of encounter. How can I spread the Catholic faith to anyone if I don't know it and if I haven't bought into it? And if I haven't encountered our Lord, let me introduce you to this person that I've only stalked online and I've never actually met, right? No, we have to encounter our Lord and then we have to bring people to him. But we start with our friends, our families, our coworkers, our close network of people. We go to those close to us in our life. And again, we don't go with the catechism as good as it is and say, go read this, right? No, we say, I found the Messiah. I found the Christ. I met God. And I have encountered him. And he's changed my life. To give that personal testimony. That's something we need to pray with today. As we reflect upon this gospel. If you can't think of what your personal testimony for your encounter with Jesus Christ is. Then you just like me and I just, I sitting right here in this church. Prayed, you know, through this gospel myself last night. With how I'm doing where do I follow our Lord at a distance? How, about, how does he call me to a deeper encounter and an invitation? And am I willing to go about it? We need to be willing to talk about our personal encounter with the Lord. And if we don't have anything to say when we consider that, well, then we are just at the early stage of the gospel and that we need to allow our Lord today, even in this mass or in a time of prayer today, to invite us. What are you looking for? Then why are you even here? If we haven't had a personal encounter with our Lord, why are you even here? What are you looking for? What do you want? And then invite, he invites us today, just as surely as he did John and Andrew. Well, come and see. Come and see. Live the Catholic life. Live it to the full. Get involved. Be richly alive in the faith. And then we'll have something to spread. Then we'll have something to share. Then the church will grow. This spiritual multiplication will take effect in the lives of our friends, families, co-workers. This um, growth, it happens. It happens like clockwork because of the reality of the person of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so my friends, today, um, we ask our Lord to bless this encounter with him, um, to call out to each one of us that we may have open hearts in order to have him reach out to us. What are you looking for? 
and then to invite us to come and see and to encounter him so that we too can proclaim we have found the Christ.